0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and
1: Colin McLaughlin. <laughs> Good Monday afternoon to everybody here and welcome into this Monday edition of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremation to Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that's probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Pui, Nick Versalini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, happy to have you with us as an uh, exciting uh, Saturday night of EPAC Baseball. Uh, that we had a rare Saturday night EPAC baseball uh, that we had on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Saturday night as Hedgesville hosted Martinsburg in a uh, big, key EPAC Section 1 game. Um, And uh, it's a pretty good one when you look at it overall. When you look at it overall, it was was a pretty good game, but Martinsburg coming out on top with the victory. Uh, But wasn't too bad of a night there uh, from Rewest on the mound.
2: No, it wasn't a bad night for him. It was just that uh, his offense didn't help him out. They were unable to uh, capitalize when they had runners on base. There were back-to-back innings when Hedgesville had the bases loaded and left all of them on. But you got to give credit to Caleb Edwards for Martinsburg. 11 strikeouts, uh, still trying to figure out if it was a combined no-hitter or not for Martinsburg. One team's stat says yes, the other team's stat says no. So, going to do our best to figure that one out. But nonetheless, Edwards and uh, Isaiah Morris uh, for Martinsburg pitched a great game for the Bulldogs, and they were able to get another win against Hedgesville.
1: Yeah, they were. And uh, it was a big win, obviously, for Martinsburg, and uh, the bats kind of came alive there a little bit in the ball game, able to score uh, two run or one run in the bottom or top of the second inning, two runs in the top of the third inning, three runs in the top of the sixth inning to get an eleven or excuse me, an no, eleven to three. That is wrong. Game is a six to one victory over Hedgesville, and uh, you know, looking back on that one, um, you know, a lot of. Um, you know in that sixth inning able to get three runs across three hits um just a a pretty good game for martinsburg after pretty good game for both teams when you look at it a little more offense obviously for martinsburg but you know after a long layoff yeah it was good to see uh the
3: bulldogs bounce back or not bounce back but come out after that long layoff and, and play well and now it's a big challenge for them we talked about last week this this schedule uh you have Hedgesville obviously on Saturday, and then you return tonight against Jefferson and uh, Washington the next two days. So, you know, some really big games. Good for Martin, or the good thing for Martinsburg is they're at home tonight. Um, Home tomorrow too, and home tomorrow,
1: and for Martinsburg on Friday as well. So,
2: yeah, it it would be a huge uh, week if they are able to go three and zero, put them in the. Conversation possibly of being the uh, best team in the EPAC. I feel like with uh, going three and zero, I think even if you go two and one, you're happy with that, and it will still uh, better your seating. But you want to be able to obviously just have a winning record this week and go from there. Focus tonight against Jefferson, who got you last time on a walk off win there at Jefferson. So. I know the the team's seeking a little bit of uh, revenge, and I think that uh, you also might have said who the uh, starting pitcher officially is tonight too, right?
1: Yeah, back uh, to kind of complete this Hedgesville-Martinsburg game. Caleb Edwards on the mound, went six strong innings there for Martinsburg, 11 strikeouts, the uh, WVU Medicine player of the game. Isaiah Morris came in to shut the door in the seventh inning. Uh, One strike out there and allowing one walk, but a great game from Martinsburg on the offense and the pitching side of things. Now over to tonight. I do know the starting pitcher for Martinsburg that has been confirmed. That is Carson Buber back on the mound, and he's had a pretty good year so far.
3: Yeah, Buber's been great for them as only a sophomore, uh, really contributing at a high level. So Carson Buber has been a key part of this rotation, Um, and then we'll see who they have tomorrow uh you know Paulson hasn't been pitching so if they don't have him maybe Morris tomorrow in some sort of role but uh Buber has been I think a little bit of a surprise for them that he's been as good as he has as only a sophomore uh but he's really stepped up when they needed him to and this will be a really tough challenge Jefferson is I mean rolling right now just beat Morgantown on Saturday 24 to 4 in game one and was able to uh, win game two seven to six so i mean you score 31 runs in two games against a morgantown program that is typically pretty solid so uh you know that's very impressive for the cougars and they're going to certainly pose a threat tonight against martinsburg and they're going to need a strong outing from Boober we don't know i don't think who jefferson's going to start i know roberts pitched on saturday so he won't probably pitch today um so maybe griffin horowitz or one of their or uh, Shipe could potentially go for the Cougars.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the Cougars twelve and one on the season. Got a uh, victory over Hampshire Friday seventeen nothing. The twenty four to four victory that Nick mentioned uh, against Morgantown Saturday, and then the second game of the doubleheader getting a seven to six victory. And uh, it's a big week for a lot of these EPAC teams. They got they got some uh, big tests, and then they're you know five of the six teams. Everybody except uh, Musselman heading down to the uh mingo bay classic which we'll be at next week as well uh stay tuned for in the i guess to our social media later today we'll be posting our schedule for that one uh but uh it'll feature me double check on this before i give you a number it'll feature four seven eight at least eight probably nine to ten games on it uh we have eight games um between tuesday and friday and then saturday's games i believe are uh just kind of based on how you do at the tournament so we'll decide that whenever that comes out to see uh where we'll be able to make it to because uh they're not all at the same place they're spread out throughout the area in myrtle beach with heist at the area high schools and some are 10 minutes from each other some others are an hour away from each other so it'll just depend on um where we can get them maybe potentially two games in unless they're all slated for the same start time. We'll figure that out as things get going down there, but we're excited to uh, make the trip down there and call some EPAC baseball.
2: By the way, I just uh, looked, and the high school baseball uh, week two rankings are out for uh, AAA. They got out here at uh, 10.30 this morning. Jefferson still in uh, first, Bridgeport in second, Hurricane in third, St. Albans in fourth, Martinsburg in fifth, Huntington sixth, Washington, seventh. Wheeling Park, eighth. Nine is Parkersburg. And tenth is Morgantown. So Martinsburg's next two opponents against number one tonight and number seven in the state. So that just even uh, shows more how big these next two games are for the Bulldogs.
1: There you go. Definitely going to be big games. And any comments will wrap this segment up? I'm good. All right. Well, that'll do it for this first segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk uh, NBA regular season. That ended tonight. And uh, a little college basketball in there. Avery Newport doppelganger made a decision of where he's going next. All that and more when we come back after this two-minute break. You're tuning to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10.
0: Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 exit 5 in would helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 1 course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the Defensive Rifle Carbine 1 course April 24th. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. WBU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WBU Heart and Vascular Institute world-class heart care Close to home. You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
1: Welcome back into the second segment of this Sports Mix. here Monday, April 11th, 2022. Spencer Pujic, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport. Getting ready to wrap up his internship here. Uh, he's technically already finished it. I did finish it, uh, I think, two weeks ago. now. There you so. go. Yeah, it's what happens when you do a semester-long internship, mm-hmm. and you do it with the sports staff. Yeah, do you, you guys lot remember when we were
4: kind of concerned how I was
1: going to get 400 hours? And you know, I mean, I was January. never, I was never concerned because I recently did an internship, obviously, uh, and I just remember how easy it was to get the hours. But I also did it over COVID, so a little bit longer. All right, now let's turn our, our attention to basketball. We'll kind of start with. College, and then we'll go to the NBA because that's got the more topics here. Uh, The Avery Newport lookalike has made his decision on where he's transferring to. Kind of surprising. He didn't – maybe didn't get an offer from Seton Hall. I'm just kind of surprised with Holloway going there that he didn't get the offer. Uh, But Doug Edder officially makes his decision over the weekend. He's transferring to Bryant. Bryant won the MEC, and they had the – NEC. NEC, excuse me. Uh, And they had the – didn't they have the – best player yeah peter kiss the uh highest leading score. yep there we go and uh he graduated i believe he's done
3: i don't know i don't know because people were saying Edert and kiss are going to be quite the combo and everybody gets another year of eligibility and with all the covid i don't i don't know how that works
1: yeah i don't either it's I, They're all confusing. Me.
3: so i just kind of like go with the flow on that but
1: you know, Doug Eddard is a. No, he story. is leaving. He posted 15 hours ago. Okay. Uh, SI has it NCAA leading scorer. Peter Kiss seemingly says goodbye to Brian in an emotional IG post. So it's oh. not official,
4: official, but. Now, by goodbye, does it say that he is graduating or does he have another year and he's going somewhere else? I don't know. I don't I don't see. He posted this very I believe long he's thing. transferred. Thank you like to like the dance team, times. cheer team, Peter Kiss blah,
1: has. blah, blah, blah.
3: I think he's transferred like three times All Oh, right. wow.
1: While right. Kiss did not explicitly else. state his intentions to declare for the NBA draft, he is expected to forego his final year of eligibility so and turn pro, know. according to multiple reports. Hmm. So, yeah.
2: Good for him and uh, good for Doug Eddard. It would be cool to uh, possibly uh, get to see him when Bryant takes on uh, Mount St. Mary's, not a far yeah. away there in Emmitsburg.
1: Yeah, Colin, you pointed that out during yeah. the break. You said, Avery, you should go down there and you should uh, – Go to Mount St. Mary's when they play there and you should be his lookalike and get courtside tickets. Yeah. but
0: yeah.
3: well, what I was just gonna like, say you know, about Edert and probably why he didn't get an offer from Seton Hall, you know, he had a great run in the tournament, but the guy during the regular season is just a, a really solid role player. He only averaged like nine point five points a game. So while he was awesome in the tournament, you know, he's not ready for big East competition, I think, on a nightly basis. But yeah, I mean, good for good him point. to get that transfer in and hopefully he does well, Brian.
4: Yeah, maybe he becomes the next Peter Kiss. Who knows? If he's not going to be there, what if he ascends to be the leading scorer in the nation? <laughs> That'd here? be crazy. I mean, that's yeah. big shoes to fill. Yeah, so. it is. It is so a very, would big be a very cool story for sure. Fill. That definitely would be a cool story. It already is a cool story. I mean, he was the face of March Madness, you know, like he just, he became this, you know, random guy who ascended and became, you know, the face of the tournament, the biggest story. So it's already a cool story for him and it's just kind of continuing on for him, so... Very cool. Yep. Now let's transition to
1: the NBA ranks here. The Wizards finished the 2021-2022 regular season with a 124-108 loss in Charlotte. They finished the season 35-47. and Rui Hachimura led the way yesterday for the Wizards, 21 points. Uh, Corey Kispert added 20. Uh, the Wizards, done with the Finished the regular season thirty five and forty seven after uh, kind of what was a very amazing start. But Nick called it from the beginning. He said they were going to look like the normal Wizards after that ten and three start they had.
3: Yeah, and uh, I think now they have either the ninth or tenth best odds at the number one pick based on uh, San Antonio's is in the play in. So I'm, I'm not certain if if they drop that game, San Antonio will be out. So then the odds will move up. If they ended up making the playoffs. Uh, then obviously they can't get a lottery pick. So, San Antonio is 34 and 48. So they'll be the ninth best team if uh they were to lose or not make the playoffs after the play in. But if Washington uh or if San Antonio makes it, then Washington would move to ninth.
4: So, yeah. either way though, it's it's a disappointing end to the season. Uh, you know, like you said, Spencer, they got off to such a good start at the beginning of the year but it kind of fell apart pretty quickly. The other contenders in the east kind of asserted themselves early on in the season. The Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat. So, the Wizards didn't really have a place in that field. They kind of hung on for most of the season in the play-in picture after they uh, you know, kind of fell back down to earth, but they just couldn't keep it up towards the end. So, disappointing way to end the year uh and of course Brad Beal didn't play for most of the season, but they're going to have him back next year. They're going to have Kyle Kuzma. Mean, got Kyle Kuzma, pieces. I believe,
1: set the rest of the regular season I saw this weekend. Yeah, yeah. him and
3: Porzingis um, both sent out the final two or three games.
4: Yeah. yeah, but they'll have Porzingis back next year, too. So those are three players, of course, if Beal resigns that you can maybe build around and try and, and put a solid team together for the future. But, yeah, just a disappointing way to, to end this year. Disappointing way to end the year, but not for all teams. Play-in tournament begins
1: tomorrow. Uh, starts with 7 p.m. game, both games on TNT. The Cavs against the Nets, 7th uh, and 8th place, and then the that's the east side. And then the west, 9.30 p.m. tomorrow, TNT Clippers, Timberwolves. Um, both of those games. Brooklyn's favored by 8.5 in the Nets-Cavaliers game, and Minnesota favored by 5. Three in the game against the Clippers, and then that's the first set. I believe the other set are on Wednesday. On those games on ESPN, seven p.m. Hornets versus Hawks. Hawks favored by four and a half. Nine thirty p.m. Spurs and Pelicans. Uh, New Orleans favored by five. There. What do we like from these playing tournaments or playing games? What, what's your guys' opinion on them?
4: I think it's interesting that the Nets. Are in the play in. Uh, obviously, I mean, they're a seven seed right now. They've had a lot of injuries this year. The big three of Harden, Durant, and Kyrie didn't work out. So they've had a very turbulent season, but just purely based on talent alone, this team is so much better than a seven seed. And the fact that they're kind of stuck in the play in games is, is pretty interesting. I mean, I remember at the beginning of the season, you know, no one thought the Nets would be even lower than a three seed in the east like they were pretty far and away you know the favorite in the east come uh October at the beginning of the year and things kind of fell apart for them but the fact that they're still hanging on they're in the seventh seed right now um I don't know I mean with Kyrie and KD at full strength and now that Kyrie can play games in New York which he wasn't able to most of the season they're really dangerous to me normally seven seeds are are just kind of pushovers in the playoffs in the NBA but I think they got a real chance to make some noise in the east and that's what worries me being a Celtics fan who got the uh
2: two seed in the east if uh Brooklyn wins tonight it'd be Brooklyn taking on Boston and as Avery just said the potential that Brooklyn has because of KD and Kyrie is uh something that Boston should be worried about and take very seriously if they want to move on i mean boston has had one of the greatest second halves of the season in the nba maybe even the greatest but when you go up against guys like uh kd and kyrie you have to bring your a game every single night otherwise you might get bumped out as that two seed and the uh, turnaround that you had this season to get to the two-seed will be off for nothing.
4: It's going to hurt, too, because the Celtics don't have Robert Williams anymore, mm-hmm. and he was their defensive anchor. He was one of the leading shot blockers in the league. So without him, defensively, they really are going to take a step back, and you you need a presence like him inside with Kyrie and KD on the other team. So that might hurt them if they potentially play Yeah, because in the who's
2: going to be the guy with the size to go up against KD? You'd expect maybe... Tatum could try it but Marcus Smart you'd think would be up against yeah. Kyrie trying to lock him down since Marcus Smart has also been great, great defensively a defender. lot of people yeah. are thinking nobody that he can could be a defensive player so of
3: the matter. year so yeah I mean nobody can guard KD though realistically I mean nobody really matches up with him so you're not going to shut him down anyway uh, but when it comes to these playing games uh, the east is really tight I mean when you look at at least the standings Only a game separates the 7 through the 10, so that's completely different from the West, uh, which is surprising, I think. Now, obviously, Brooklyn's had a down year compared to due to some injuries and due to some players uh, being out and some off-the-court issues, but I do think they are much better than Cleveland, Atlanta, and Charlotte, but it it does show that the Eastern Conference has kind of taken over now as, I think, maybe the more... Competitive conference. Not necessarily better because the West has probably more stars in it than the East, but they have more uh, solid teams than the West. Um, I think Brooklyn wins this game against Cleveland, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cavs made it close with those eight and a half points. Um, and then for that eighth seed, it, it's a toss up, but I, I would say it probably stays with Cleveland, but I could see Atlanta taking it with Trey Young. So, I don't know. It's going to
4: be tight. How about Charlotte? I think Charlotte could potentially steal it because Charlotte's got LaMelo Ball. They've been playing mm-hmm. really well down the stretch. They obliterated the Bulls a couple yeah. days ago who are a playoff team. They looked good against Washington yesterday, so they got they got a chance. I think they could potentially win it.
3: It's crazy. Their last few games, like a team has scored over 120 points in every game, so yeah. I don't know. Their defense might not be good enough. I mean, the Sixers dropped 144 on them. Yeah. And then the Heat did the same thing the next game. And then they scored 128 on the Magic. But I mean, Martinsburg could score 128 on the Magic this year. <laughs> and the Bulls 133, 117. And, you know, the Wizards 124. So <laughs> these are high scoring games for Charlotte. I think LaMelo gives them a shot. But I don't know. I really like Cleveland. I like that backcourt. I like Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. I think that's a nice combo.
4: I think the key for Cleveland is Evan Mobley being healthy because yeah. he's missed a lot of time over the last couple of weeks. So if he's fully healthy and if he can come back and and be the the player that he's been this year, then yeah, I think Cleveland can is probably the most likely team for the eights. in the
3: West. I don't think there should even be a play because there's a <laughs> too big of a difference here between Minnesota and LA compared yeah, to New really Orleans is. and San Antonio. I mean, San Antonio is thirty four and forty eight and they can be in the playoffs, which, yeah. like I said, is the nine force record in the NBA.
4: Very, yeah. very true. Worse than the Wizards, who aren't in the plan. So,
1: Yeah.
3: Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's All right. rub it in a little
1: more. Uh, news coming out, I believe, late yesterday afternoon. Uh, Frank Vogel fired as the Lakers head coach. Are we surprised? Not surprised. Not surprised in the slightest.
2: Not surprised, but I don't think he's the uh, only issue with that team.
1: What's uh, Elaborate.
2: I mean... it 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 could be wrong it could be right but you always see people say that lebron has a lot more control than other star players in who he has around him as a team and yeah they won that nba championship you can say it's the disney one or whatever you want to call it championship. but two out of the four years they've missed the playoffs Completely,
4: and they've regressed pretty substantially yeah. since their championship. I mean, they they were a dominant team when they won it, and then the last two years, last year they were a seven seed. They barely made the play in, uh, and they proceeded to get waxed by Phoenix in the first round. And then this year, they missed the playoffs entirely after trading for Russell Westbrook, and having the core already of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, maybe it wasn't completely Vogel's fault, but typically when a team underwhelms like that it's the coach who falls on the sword
3: it was more so in my opinion the roster construction as a whole uh we we talked about multiple times like this team was not going to work yeah and i don't know why they were had such high expectations for this squad so vogel i mean he loses his job but he'll be okay he'll probably find another head coaching job he's a guy that has a decent resume he won obviously a championship no matter how you feel about it and You know, he'll he'll, he'll get a job, but we'll see where the Lakers go. I don't know who would take over there and and try to fix that team because they're going to need a whole reconstruction of the roster. If you're not LeBron James or Anthony Davis...
4: You're expendable. Yeah,
3: you're you're probably not going to be back.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Let's transition now to the final NBA topic. Luka Doncic hurt before the playoffs. He, uh, believe he left the team's regular season finale after suffering a left calf strain. There is an initial optimism, but there's that it's not a significant injury, a source has told ESPN's Adrian Janowski. Um, there's no timetable, obviously, but, uh, could, could come back to hurt them. But hopefully it's not as bad as people, or hopefully it's it's kind of uh, not bad as people are saying.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, that would be a truly devastating injury for the Mavs if he has to miss some time. Because I mean, he is the Mavs. Let's let's put it honestly. I mean, the guy is Davis been...
3: Bertans,
4: <laughs> former Wizard, great. Can't forget about him. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Luca is Luca. He's just a. He's a dynamic player. He's a triple-double threat every single night. He's a great shooter, great distributor of the ball. And defensively, I think he's he's made a lot of strides this year, too. The Mavs were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA this year, which was a total shock, I think. No one really expected them to be that good. But, um, yeah, so if he has to miss some time, that would be huge. But also, the playoffs, the actual playoff series don't start until next week. So, He'll have a week to rest up and hopefully heal up and get ready for that playoff series. But they were already in the playoffs. Yeah, that's well, why I don't they know. They are trying
3: to move up to
4: – I guess they were only
3: a game, game back, in Golden, back in
1: Golden State. I don't know. I just don't see why you play them. The difference
3: between playing Denver and Utah isn't much either. I mean, yeah. those are two quality teams
4: in the 5-6. Well, I mean, I would argue that the Jazz – they I'd rather play be... the
3: Jazz than the Nuggets. I think
4: because the Jazz, let's face it, they're a mess right now. They're a total mess. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert do not like each other. They don't pass the ball to each other. That team, I, I don't see a future with the Jazz after this year. I think those guys get split up. I think they blow the team up. So they're they're very vulnerable right now. If you're Dallas, even with a hobbled Luca, you can probably win that series in four or five games.
3: I think if Luca's out there, they probably lose just because I think even with the issues I mean you still have Donovan Mitchell he still have and I mean, Mitchell plays great in the playoffs too yeah so yeah you never if he's know out they for could a game put it two, together but that could be tough but it, who knows who so knows it is weird that right. they were going for the three seed then because they would get probably the more favorable matchup with the Jazz
0: yeah
4: or the Nuggets who other than Jokic have been banged up all season
3: yeah but Jokic is an MVP candidate Gobert and Mitchell aren't that
4: that's true
1: all right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and Designer Bending, Outdoor Living, it's family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, some devastating NFL news yesterday coming out, or I guess two days ago coming out. Uh, Ravens make a big re-signing, and the world number one backs it up this weekend at the masters that and more are coming up next on this edition of the sports mix back in two minutes you're tuning in to the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10
0: hi this is lauren from orsini's right here in martinsburg grilling is not just for the boys we are a platinum trigger dealer carrying the pro series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Let's go to some
4: beers, new Grill.
1: Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and two fifty dollars domestic drafts. Let's
4: go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill!
1: It's almost spring, and that means golf. I'm Ron Springer, head golf professional at The Woods. Due to its overwhelming success, I'm happy to announce the sixth annual tournament champions. If you've ever considered a golf tournament to raise funds for your organization, now's the time to get on board. Golf tournaments are fun, exciting, and profitable. The tournament champions adds to all that and more. For additional information, please call me at 304-754-7222 or visit our website at thewoods.com. Have fun and benefit the community. Not
2: sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, Cash & Carry, or call 304-229-7009 or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com.
1: Welcome back to this Monday, April 11th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. Streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page as well as at WRNR underscore Sports Mix on Twitter and on Comcast Channel 10, Berkeley and Jefferson Counties. Earlier today... It was announced that the NFL and XFL have ventured into another partnership, this with the NFL Alumni Academy, to scout, train, scout and train potential players for the XFL's 2023 season. Um, I believe this is the second time they've announced, uh, maybe they announced they were going to have a partnership. I remember something came out that the XFL and the NFL announced a partnership. I don't know if this is all part of it. And it kind of is just happening as things happen
4: or what the deal is but the NFL are really trying to help the XFL. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the XFL didn't work the first time, it didn't work the second time, not really paying too much attention to it the third time.
2: I mean, I hope it works because I feel like guys that do uh just come short of making it to the NFL will have a chance to uh stay in shape, still be competitive because you never know if uh, injuries or something occurs there in the NFL that maybe they don't want somebody off the practice squad, somebody's looking good from the uh, XFL or even the USFL if that sticks around and go from there.
3: I just – I don't know. I don't don't think there's enough talent to have another league that can be watchable in in terms of football. I mean – you you make a good point. I think there, Colin, that it would kind of serve as maybe a minor league system for the NFL, but you do consider that you know there's 53 players on each roster plus you have injuries. So however many guys you got on the IR plus practice squad players, which I'm not certain what the cap number is on that. So I mean, there's a ton of guys on on active or on practice squad rosters in the NFL, and then you're getting into like your third fourth options at that point uh behind already the 53 guys and the practice squad so i I just don't think it will work out um but you know if the nfl does help and people will watch football we do know that right people will watch maction on tuesday night if it's on so it might have a little bit of a market but i just don't know it hasn't worked out in the past i don't i I do like that the nfl is trying to help it, because I think a minor league system could be beneficial for the league, but also I just don't know if the talent level is there for it to be necessary.
4: I mean, isn't college essentially the minor league? I know that's been said before, but you really get a, a better chance, I think, to see potential NFL players playing against good competition in college, you oh, yeah. know, and that that's kind of the argument that I stick with. I mean, the, the problem with most of these other minor leagues is that they just don't have solid financial ground to stick around after more than a year or so. I mean, there might be some more talent, some hidden gems that play in this league, but you don't really get a chance to see them that much just because the rest of the league structure just isn't all that solid on a, you know, so that that's the biggest issue for me. Like I think the product could have a potential to be good, but it just you can't guarantee how long these leagues are going to last. I mean, we saw the first XFL in the early 2000s didn't last a full season the second one a couple years ago was shut down because of covid we saw a problem with the alliance of american football a couple years ago paying their players because they didn't have enough money yeah because the one of their investors turned out to be a a fraudster you know so i I don't know i i can't convince myself that this thing is going to be a uh, something to pay attention to just because who knows there are so many factors that are in the air and it might have an effect on the on field product I will
3: say this, last year's XFL, or not last year, but what was it, 2019's? 2020. 2020s obviously COVID. You It know, was a big part of it being shut down. Um, and I think it was you know, doing decent. Yeah, I mean, there was point. a lot of fan engagement. Colin, did you make it to a game?
2: I did. I made it to the yeah. uh, first DC Defenders game there.
3: So potentially, if... You know it comes back this year and it, it has some success because the last one did have a little bit of success before COVID happened and maybe it can continue. But it's not really for me. Like I'm not going to tune into XFL. But hey, if other people might if nothing going else to, is nothing else is that's on fair, but I don't know.
4: Or you right. might tune in too to like see some college players that you remember who didn't catch on in the NFL. Like I remember watching because Cardell Jones was yeah, the starter yeah. for D.C., and I remember him at Ohio State. So maybe that's a reason to watch, too. But, yeah, I agree with you, Nick. Other than that, um, you know, I, I'm not paying a ton of attention to it. All right, well, let's turn our attention to a signing
1: over the weekend, I guess a re-signing. Uh, the two of you guys are definitely interested in this. The Ravens have re-signed D.N. Calais Campbell to a two-year, $12.5 million deal. Um, he contemplated retirement. But uh, he's still going to play and he's back with the Ravens. I think this can help them continue to be what they've done for the last few years and be competitive in their division. Uh, it's a big kind of get back for the for the Ravens, Nick and, and Avery.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been a disappointing few weeks for the Ravens in terms of free agents with Bobby Wagner making his visit and they were unable to get a deal done there. And obviously what happened with Darius Smith backing out of his contract. So they end up signing Josh Bynes and, and Clayus Campbell, who were guys that were already with the team. And I think Campbell at 36, I like the signing because I think he was still productive when he was healthy last year. But a little bit, I think the contract can get up to like $16 million. So that's a little hefty contract for an aging defensive lineman, but he has still been productive. So it could work out. I think Baltimore obviously still needs some pass rush on defense, could probably use some corner depth. But uh, – we'll see how their team works out next year if they're healthy they're going to be contender in the afc north and what is now a more competitive north with the browns adding deshaun watson presuming he's able to play and uh we'll see what happens in pittsburgh with mitch but
4: um and of course the Bengals, the defending afc champs yeah yeah And, and yeah so yeah i i don't know i'm not a huge fan of the signing i mean Again, Nick, as you mentioned, he's 36. He came off of a, a serious injury last year. So it is a little disappointing because the Ravens had some marquee free agents come in for visits, and they left the facility in Owings Mills without a deal. So that's disappointing. But with that being said, Josh Bynes is a good player. He started a lot of games for us last year and, and did pretty well alongside Pat Queen at middle linebacker, Clayus Campbell. Had a good season in 2020 before he was hurt last year. Um, So age is a bit of a concern here. Both of those guys are getting kind of old. Bynes has been around for a decade. Uh, Claes Campbell has been around for a long time, too. So you'd like maybe to get a little younger. Hopefully they address some of those defensive needs in the draft. But not bad signings. You know, they're guys that know the system. They've been around. So I'm sure they can help contribute. Yeah, definitely. And tragic news in the NFL over
1: the weekend. Saturday morning reports came out around, uh, I believe, 1030, 11 a.m. that Dwayne Haskins had passed away in a uh, car accident. I guess not really. He was hit by a dump truck in South Florida on foot crossing a highway. Don't know too many details still about why he was on foot on the highway. But he, uh, you know, for all that happened in Washington, all that happened in Washington, it seemed like he put that to bed when he got cut kind of was a coming to life moment like oh my gosh if I want to do this this is my last shot the next shot if I get a shot it's my last shot and uh, he signs with the Steelers there and uh, Mike Tomlin there and the Steelers they run a tight ship up there so I think uh, kind of helped where he was going and uh, I was very sad news to come out and you know I didn't really you know he wasn't great in DC he struggled a lot He did some off the field stuff. He, you know, that that win to begin with, with the selfie thing. Obviously, that was kind of he needed to mature a little bit, and I think that him getting cut by Washington really humbled him, and it made him a better player and a better person for it. And uh, he was down in South Florida training uh, with the other receivers and quarterbacks and uh, running backs down there with the Steelers, as I believe the story is Mitch Trubisky wanted to get all the players together, and he invited Haskins. Uh, to come down there, and I actually saw a video. I don't know if you saw this, Nick, um, from a girl we went to college with, Taylor Huddleston. Did you see that video? Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. That was pretty interesting. So a uh, guy we went to college with is a equipment manager for the Steelers, and I guess on her birthday, she likes Ohio State, so he got a video from him in the equipment room, and it was just kind of pretty humbling to see how he was, and he was very like, yes, I'll do it, and it was – It was just kind of humbling to see how much he had changed from his time in D.C., but very sad news that he passed away.
2: Yeah, it's truly heartbreaking. 24 years old, doesn't matter what the details are. guy dying like that is tragic, and you pray for his wife, the rest of his family, his teammates. Seeing a lot of them on social media, just raw emotion. I saw, I think it was yesterday, uh Claypool's Instagram uh, video of just him in tears because he was with him hours before it happened. Um, He had a great story in Washington, even though it wasn't the best of situations when it came to playing. I mean, a hometown area guy there out of Maryland, getting to play for his favorite team growing up. He had a great senior season at Ohio State, 50 touchdown passes, One of the uh, strongest arms, they said, in Maryland High School. One of the strongest arms out of Ohio State. I think Big Ben even said that he wished he had the arm strength that Haskins had on uh, Instagram this past weekend. And it's truly a huge loss for the NFL because even though Trubisky was signed by the uh, Steelers, Haskins was going to possibly compete. be in serious contention to be that starting quarterback he he was competing he was truly going to try and turn things around for his career you heard out of pittsburgh that he was going one by one introducing himself to his teammates uh he was one of the hardest working guys i can't remember what player said that for the uh steelers which is a complete 180 of what you heard there in washington from some of his teammates So, him now gone is really sad, and the Redskins or Washington now, I hope, uh, keeps his legacy going like they do for Sean Taylor.
1: Yeah, definitely, and uh, I believe I read they're honoring him at the Ohio State Spring Game this weekend, and we'll continue to honor him uh, as the years go by with plans that have not yet been made public yet. Uh, Transitioning now, our final topic for this segment, the... Uh, masters over the weekend uh pretty good ending to the masters uh scotty Scheffler wins it going 10 under par but not before rory mcelroy had something to say about it eight under in the final round to kind of get there in contention seven under for him total on the tournament uh shane lowry finishes t- uh, tied for third with connor smith uh both five under par Uh, But Scotty Scheffler, 10 under par, the world number one, wins the Masters, and Tiger Woods, unfortunately, I believe, finishes 13 over par. Uh, but the fact that he even came back and was able to play in that and make the cut just kind of shows how he's determined to get back on the golf course. And uh, uh, so shout-out to Scheffler for winning it, Rory McIlroy for for making a big comeback in there, and for Tiger Woods making the comeback to be able to, be able to play in the tournament, make the cut, and be able to walk the course all four days. Yeah,
4: that's, that's the craziest part of all this to me is that Tiger – I think people underestimate the seriousness of his accident. The guy could have died. Yeah. He was very close to dying in that car accident. And if he didn't die, he might have lost his right leg. I mean, there were serious talks of him having that thing amputated. Yeah. So he went from a serious life-threatening accident to not only being able to walk and keeping his leg, but to play in the Masters. That's just, that's unbelievable. Even though you know he might not have had the result he wanted the fact that he was able to walk that course and play it is just a remarkable accomplishment in my eyes
3: yeah and maybe a a guy in scotty scheffler that could be maybe the next future face of golf it feels like every time somebody wins we kind of talk about that because there hasn't been the next guy to really take over for tiger woods
2: Uh, but but is is that because tiger hasn't really left Well, he hasn't been winning the way he
3: used to. So I would say that really has nothing to do with it. I I would say that Scheffler has won four of his last six tournaments and got his first uh, major here by winning the Masters. Quite the accomplishment. So we'll see if he can continue this but you need to obviously win more majors.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix, talking capitals and nationals. That's the, that's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10.
0: Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to hagerstownford.com and click on the car you want to buy it or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Heggerstown Ford. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar & Grill has a full bar
2: and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar & Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg
0: do you love martial arts are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery Dragon Warrior Kung Fu call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today you're tuned in to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Back down into the capital zone. Eight seconds
1: left. Caps clear to center. T's up, Ovechkin for the end. Welcome back to this final segment of The Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Ameris Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Buey, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, wrapping things up here on this edition of The Sports Mix. Got about uh, two and a half minutes left in, in three, or I guess three minutes uh, left in today's show, you just heard right there the 45th goal of the season for Alex Ovechkin, an empty netter yesterday to beat the Bruins 4-2. Third straight victory, got a big win over the Penguins on Saturday, 6-3, to and then they had beat the Lightning on Friday wednesday four to three after they had back-to-back losses out being outscored 11 to two uh last couple games have been very good i got to go watch that game yesterday in person if you can see behind me you can see the rally towel they gave out with the third jersey uh that is collins because i was able to snag a few more so uh got some for that guy one for uh mike as well uh but the caps looking really good here and they need to continue big three wins in a row and uh got uh, I believe it's 10 more games left in the season
2: and again thank you Spencer for the rally towel you're correct 10 games left Capitals past three games with wins uh you're happy about still kind of uneasy about the goalie situation come playoff time I guess we'll just have to uh wait and see but Ovechkin now 120 goals away from Gretzky I believe so
1: he's also 45 goals he all he needs to do is score a goal in half the games and only at 50, which is pretty dang good for a 36-37-year-old. Exactly. Uh, but Capitals win, they're back in action tomorrow at home against the Flyers. Uh Maple leaves Thursday, Saturday at Canadiens, and that's kind of this week. The Nationals able to get finally get a victory yesterday over the Mets. They fall, or they are now one and three. As they take on the Braves tonight here, uh, you'll be able to hear that after our game tonight, uh, assuming that the game is not after the ninth inning, uh, assuming that the game's still going on by the time we're done, but the Nats finally getting the win column, a big series against the Braves here to start it out early. They uh, need to start playing better uh, pitching-wise. It's just their pitchers haven't been playing pitching it well at all so far.
2: Well, the best ones hurt.
1: That's true. He, when he, will he come back? Who knows?
2: If he does at all this year.
1: He should come back, but they don't know. They haven't put him on the 60-day DL. They left him on the 10-day DL, so it's kind of too determined. IL, yes. DL, IL, disabled list, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But, yeah, so that'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Again, we'll have Jefferson at Martinsburg Baseball, 6.40 pregame show, 7 p.m. first pitch. Nick Tripp and I will be on the call. You'll hear from Avery at the end of the broadcast, but that'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Versalini, I'm Spencer Priest. Saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight at six forty and tomorrow at twelve oh eight. You've been tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Talk to you later.